developmental baby milestones and cultural milestones in a really fun and impactful way. It's absolutely awesome. Check them out. The company embraces and celebrates culture, melanin and heritage. And as you all know, we love representation. It matters. So amazing. And we champion the business. Additionally, Deborah is head of change managed services at KPMG. Is there anything this queen cannot do? So welcome to the show, Deborah. We have so much to talk about. Welcome. <laughs> How are you? Hey ladies, I'm really well, thank you. I'm doing good. How are you both? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. good. Obviously, it's the end of Black History Month, it's been really busy. For me anyway, it was the first Black History Month where I, well, it's obviously normally intentional, I'm always looking for amazing Black excellence, but I felt very, there was lots of UK Black excellence everywhere. Most mm. of the, I think in previous years, there's been lots of things shared and I've learned loads of things about America, but this year I've just felt so, I don't know, lifted up by the fact that Britain has stepped up in terms of Black History Month. So that's how I feel anyway. How about yourself? Yeah. No, I'm in the exact same position. I think it's been just so beautiful and so refreshing to be surrounded by so much culture, so much that's embedded in UK, British, Black history, but also celebrating what we're doing now, like our excellence today. And also with a firm eye, focus on the future as well. But again, like focused on the UK. I think that's been amazing because, yeah, like you said, Steph, it's usually like America and we're like trying to reconcile what they're doing there versus what we do here. But I don't know, maybe it's like perfect storm with everything that's happened this year and just 2020 being like, whoa, crazy. But it's been really good. And I'm stepping out of October, you know, into the rest of the year with just a real sense of vigor and, and enthusiasm and pride mm -hmm. um, for being a black British female. It's, yeah. it's, it's really amazing. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I feel exactly the same. So as I've mentioned, I think I mentioned in the introduction before we actually started recording, but I have been following Colour Celebrations for a long time. So having done with <laughs> Yeah, it really is. It's like, wow. Oh my God. Girl, don't do this to me. <laughs> it's just little old me. It's just little old me. <laughs> I sound like a stalker and tell everybody how much I know about you. Uh, would you talk a little bit about yourself? We know you're obviously from down south and you've got a gorgeous family, but can you kind of paint a picture of, of, of your life and what, you, what, what, what Deborah does on a day-to-day -day basis? Hey, sure, absolutely. So, you, I mean, you guys have given me like an amazing interest. <laughs> I, don't know if I, can, I don't know if I can top it, to be honest. But yeah, you know, I am... Um, based in, well I say based in London, I've just moved out of London to Kent, a stone throw away from London, um, but yet yeah, very much down in the south. I am a wife, I am a mum of two babies, and I run colour celebrations as you mentioned, baby milestone cards, gifting items, luxury gifting items for black and mixed race babies, and I'm currently doing that with all of my focus and attention. I'm also on maternity leave. I have a three-year-old son and a nearly 10-month-old daughter. So it's all really, really busy and just it takes all of my time and all of my mental energy, but I really do enjoy it. I also have a career in management consulting. So as you mentioned, I work for a big four firm and head up the change function for one of the areas in, in that firm. And, and that is, again, equally intense, you know, it's a lot of travel it's a lot of liaising with clients with your teams funny enough actually I have a lot of, of my teams our actual like main operational site is in Leeds so wow. I'm in Leeds yeah, like station. of course yeah yes I'm in Leeds all the time well, 
prior to going on maternity leave I'm in Leeds all the time and so much so like I've got a favorite place to eat I've got a favorite hotel I've got a favorite like lunch spots I've got like all my buddies I hang out with like when I'm up there because yeah like our main operational site where I work in it we've got quite a big hub there and a lot of my team are also based in Leeds as well so even just you know going to look after them or doing our one-to-ones and things like that when we can do them face to face but yeah so you know I, I do that day to day well that's my career anyway and yeah I mean I'm a proud Nigerian I'm of Nigerian heritage and I absolutely adore my culture I adore you know everything about it what it, it means to me it makes me very vibrant colorful the way it just it just it just is so much a part of me the, my music the food I like to eat how I'm trying to raise my kids as well and yeah you know I think I think it plays out as well in in what I do and and I think certainly with colour celebrations how I've tried to develop the brand and try to really be as representative um, and as authentic to my roots as possible I think it definitely plays a huge part in that too so yeah I think in a nutshell that's probably me I think (laughs) I think yeah I think that's it really. There's loads of brilliant companies started it you're kind of finding the answer was it something that you'd noticed prior to having your first child? Like there was a gap that, mm. or was it something that that came onto your radar because you entered like that this new chapter of motherhood? So I think it's the latter actually that you said there, Julie. So prior to having kids, I mean, I was always acutely aware of the fact that I was black. I, you know, I was raised in the UK and, and I knew that there were, there was racism, things like, you know, prejudice and, and discrimination definitely existed, but I wasn't as attuned to, I think, until I became a parent. And because I had a son and we live in London, I, I don't know, it's like, as soon as I gave birth, something just switched on and it just said in my mind, it was like, you have to make an extra concerted effort to raise your son, to be proud of who he is, to really understand and accept who he is and really love the skin that he's been born into. You also have to really go out of your way to ensure that he's not othered. He's not labeled incorrectly. He's not told something or made to believe something about himself that is not true. And it just it just became so glaringly obvious. I mean, it's probably because I wasn't aware of it before. I didn't have a child to you know have these feelings and sentiments about. But when he was born, it just all clicked into place. And so the idea certainly for Colour Celebrations came about with that playing in the back of my mind. And at the same time, you know, as a new parent, you're like, oh, trying to take cute pictures and you're really proud of your child and you're just trying to do all this like new mummy stuff. And I remember I was you know, taking pictures with my son and using like another set of milestone cards that I'd been gifted. I think I had like three or so, it was quite a lot that I had originally. And I just remember thinking, but this, you know, these children or these images, you know, birds and and sheep or whatever is on these, this is not my child. This looks nothing like my child. And I think there was one in particular that was like my child's first smile. Mm -hmm. It's a milestone card and it had like this, Caucasian looking baby basically it's like blonde hair blue eyes you know uh, freckles kind of thing and I was like I just felt really conflicted taking that picture with my son because I, I was so excited to share that milestone and to document the milestone but I was like this looks nothing like my child and that night I remember I was breastfeeding I was like okay well clearly that this is not going to work anymore I'm gonna 
look for something i'm sure in america they've got something that you know fits the bill for what i'm after and i didn't find anything and again as i mentioned you know i'm a proud nigerian and there are so many like cultural first and significant milestones that we celebrate as part of our culture and again equally there was nothing that was helping me to celebrate that and because it was something it's not just something i celebrate it's like something that my friends my family like everyone would be so excited and invested in celebrating those milestones with me so the fact that I didn't have anything that could easily help me document it in the same way I would document him taking his first steps or cutting his first tooth I just thought right something needs to happen and so that's certainly where the idea was born and 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 it was definitely inspired by you know as I mentioned that understanding certainly as, as I became a parent that I needed to do more, I needed to be more, I needed to be a lot more invested and a lot more intentional in the way that I was raising my son. I think a lot of ideas, certainly when I think about some of my friends that are starting businesses, a lot of these ideas are born out of necessity. You don't create some of these ideas because you don't know that there's an issue or there's a problem or there's a, a, a hole that needs to be filled until you're faced with that problem and you realize that there's nothing that fits the bill I, I guess I need to do something about it so I think that's certainly the case for me and, and my story with kind of celebrations and that's why you're exceptional because you know maybe other people have thought oh it's a shame that the, you know these cars don't reflect me or my child but you've gone like so many steps ahead to create these wonderful cards and do you mind me asking did you illustrate them oh you- no girl no no, <laughs> no. And, and, do you know what? and that's an interesting story and I'm very happy to share it no I didn't illustrate them at all I can doodle not professionally or anything like, like anyone can doodle so I knew what I wanted the cards to look like I knew what I, how I wanted them to be reflected but no I, I certainly didn't illustrate them and I started off originally almost doing like a proof of concept so I was like okay I want to make sure that this idea makes sense. So I did some research, did a few questionnaires, asked some fellow parents that I thought would be interested to see if the idea would really fly. And the first run of cards I did, I didn't do many at all. And I found like just any illustrator. I liked her style, but I just thought, oh, let me just find any illustrator. And it really took a lot to get her to reflect what I was trying to get across in the card you know from making sure that the the hair was you know looked like afro hair and the skin tone was it was warm but it's not just like a flat black you know black is like so it's just it's what like I'm black you're black we're we're all black but we all look different we've all got different tones and undertones and, and so really trying to get that across and also I used I found her on a platform I won't mention it but I found her on a platform for freelancers so it was very difficult to have like face-to-face conversations with her and she, her work was lovely and the, the first set of cards that I produced were fine and they, they actually did really well like they sold out and I ended up like reordering and restocking quite a few times but in the process I was very fortunate enough to get in touch with and, and then be somewhat mentored by Jessica Huey she does colorblind cards oh okay basically she's got an MBE she created this line of cards a couple of years ago. She's got like an amazing background in PR. She created these line of greeting cards, which were reflective of people of colour. She is mixed race herself. I think she's married to like a black guy, but you know, she's surrounded by like people who are 
all shades, colours. And she also realised that, hey, there's something missing here. Like I go to Clinton's and they don't sell cards that reflect me and, and our celebrations. So she did a great job with that. And anyway, I was fortunate enough to get some real quality time, one-to-one support advice from her over a period of time. And she said to me, your cards are good, but these can be great. And we unpicked it and put it back together again. And she then sent me on my way with like a list of fantastic illustrators of all different shades, colours, backgrounds, etc. But when I looked at the cards and the illustrations that I had, I thought, I know I need to work with someone who gets where I'm coming from, like who understands that black is beautiful and it comes in so many different shades mm-hmm. and the fact that we need to reflect it in this way and we need to be able to change that and who just understands where I'm coming from because they're operating with the same experience. So when I say like, we need to make it warmer, they know exactly what I mean. And I found this incredible illustrator called Naomi Wright. She is amazing. And she and I just hit it off immediately. And I think we've got a lot of similar morals and just perspectives. And we also have um, like family friends and family in common as well. So it just made it a really warm, instant connection. And she actually did the illustrations on the revised set of cards. And she's a pleasure to work with. I mean, I speak to her all the time. I've spoken to her this week already. We're working on some new stuff. But it's just, it's amazing to, again, work with like another Black woman who gets where I'm coming from who can absolutely help me bring my vision to life and that's a you know that's a piece of advice I guess I would give to anybody starting a business don't like stress yourself out if you can't do absolutely everything absolutely in the beginning like as much as you can do by yourself to save money to make things more efficient do it but equally you know where you have to outsource outsource but do it really intentionally like really think about who you're going to or this additional skill set or resource or whatever it is and really be intentional about the decisions you're making because it can be the difference from going from good to great which is you know what I think we're all trying to we totally relate to said about working and having conversations with people that are on your wavelength and that can that you don't have to explain every kind of minutiae of detail. Mm. Like you say, you know, maybe a warmer tone or something like that. They just get it because in their mind, they're thinking, what's warm to you? What I've done warm. Why is this not right? Mm-hmm. So our original logos were created by one of my school friends and he's amazing. And for those who haven't seen the original logo, it's, it's like the continent of Africa, but just in the shape of a, of a female's face. And my sister, who was like detail conscious, was like, the nose is just too European. It's just too pointy. That's not a black mm. nose. That's, that's, that's not a black nose. That's not a black nose. <laughs> it's not a black nose. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, look our at nose. the guy who was the illustrator is incredible and he takes feedback incredibly well and was able to, you know, whip it into shape to what we love and stuff. But the actual conversation, I kept thinking, how are we going to articulate it? I don't want to, I don't want to come across wrong or to come across like we're mm. too this or that but in the end like you say that then we've, we've had it revamped again for the podcast and certain conversations you don't have to over explain yourself you know the, the, the person who's done the revamp is, is a black lady who's fantastic and it is it's that like, it's like you're speaking a different language isn't it sometimes mm. light bulb moment but I think we have to go down and, and, and kind of have a journey to get to understand that element of of the benefit of potentially working within within the community as well yeah I think for things that are culturally sensitive as well it's like in some ways you're saving yourself time because you're not having to over explain certain aspects as you say you with your current illustrator you hit it off 
you share a culture so I guess even if it's like I would like you to illustrate a certain milestone you don't have to explain what that milestone is because she'll know it whereas yeah. somebody yeah. else um, outside of the culture might not know and it's not that you don't want to explain it but I guess it just makes the whole process a bit more straightforward more enjoyable and yeah. you your time talking about kind of more important things as well yeah and I think you know I think like you said it's not that you can't work with someone outside of the community and I I definitely want to you know stress that that's that's not the case at all that we're refusing to work with people outside of the community but I think there are two key things that we benefit from by working with people who just get our experience or get where we're trying to go one is that it's quicker it's more efficient and two I think the the level of depth the level of like additional you know value add is just it's second to none because you're working with someone who shares that experience they understand so some things that you may not have considered like there are some illustrations we did recently um, and I gave my illustrator a brief I gave Naomi a brief and she came back to me and she was like Deb I get the brief but actually if we do x that is going to come across why because I know our we know our community so for example we were talking about like some animals or whatever and I was like, oh yeah jungle animals and safari animals you know this and like that and she came back and she said okay I've done these the monkey not gonna fly and I was like duh of course it's not gonna fly because we all know what the connotations with you know a monkey is with within our community but that's something that maybe someone who isn't as culturally sensitive might not be aware of but that said you know as a, a what the point I was trying to get across at the beginning was it's not to say we wouldn't work with or we don't want to work with people outside of our community and I think where we have allies now you know where we have people who are keen to understand and to learn not that it's our responsibility to teach but I am a hundred percent of the mindset that if there's someone that wants to work with you to get to where we're going or to really just be a part of our journey as an ally, we absolutely should embrace them and we should take them along on that journey with us. So, you know, if there are illustrators who are trying to understand a bit more about our cultures, our backgrounds, our heritage, I would be absolutely happy to work with them and take that journey with them, not teach, not preach, but just go on that journey together. But I guess until we get to that stage where we have those allies who are really keen and willing to put the work in, you know, where we have an opportunity to work with people, talented individuals within our own own community, it's a no-brainer for me. Like, why not? I would absolutely do it. I will continue to do that 100%. (laughs) Thank you. It's really interesting to hear how it's all come about because they're brilliant cards. I've gifted them several times. And it's like... It's also... Because sometimes I think, oh, I hope this is, they don't get loads of these. Every time I've gifted them, they've never seen them before. Yeah. Or wow. they've never had them before. Or, and I, I love how you have included a range of children of mixed heritage. And that was the last one that I purchased and sent. And you know, the response, oh, wow. Like, where did you get these from? Thank you. Because it, it's just it's so... It's such a surprise, isn't it? Um, just shock. They're like, I've not got the detail you've gone to. It's not only just a lovely gift, but the detail. It's like... They're out there, but, you know, there is representation. They exist, yeah. Um, The last one I gifted to somebody, they'd said um, we weren't going to have professional pictures with the 
because they'd never because they hadn't seen them before in for black skin mm. and obviously these are like the name milestones whereby you know you want to remember these moments and the last person that I gifted them to was saying I, I, we can now get the professional pictures and we're happy to have them in the oh, picture now because oh wow yeah and I thought that's amazing because I think before she'd never thought that she could have that representation whereas all mm. of the friends you know that were sort of European had that luxury that privilege so I was like oh my god this is incredible oh that makes me so happy to hear honestly it's and this is like it's stuff like that that just makes all the difference it's not about money for me it's not about fame or notoriety it's about making those genuine to some insignificant differences but to us I think really impactful just changes and and just having that that ability to to make someone feel like they're seen Mm. yeah yeah do you know what I mean? Like you said that actually it's it's a luxury, it's a privilege that actually we're probably not afforded because if you go into a shop and you buy something, it's typically not going to look like you. So to have something that does look like you, that's actually gone out of its way to represent you is where I'm at. And so when people feel that impact, when people take that message away and they're like, yeah, gosh, I do feel like represented that just... Oh. I go to bed, like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get a hot chocolate first, but I'm going to go to bed. So happy tonight. Like, oh, my God. Yay. Happy dance. <laughs> no, definitely. It's amazing. There's definitely, I feel anyway, that there's a, a change with so many parts of, the, of our community that perhaps our parents didn't have that luxury. So these milestone cards and luxury gifts are... I think just incredible and I do feel that we're the next generation and we're we're so lucky anyway aren't we in terms of what is available to us. We really are. But do you feel just I don't know in general that there is a change in terms of not just our community but potentially the UK wider you know and that that there is an intentional shift in terms of representation across the board not just for your sector but in other sectors as well. I do think that people are sitting up and paying more attention are we doing enough no is there more to do absolutely but I do think that even in just the last year you know where we're at versus where we're coming from there has been an improvement and and I think that for such a long time we as a people as a black you know community we we weren't as vocal we didn't fight for our, our, our rights or to be seen or to be heard as intensely as I think we probably needed to. And I think the, the events of this year of 2020 have just, I guess it's a perfect storm, I used that word before, but I think it's propelled us and it's really just given us the power. And also just, you know, we're tired, like we're fed up, right? We, we just, we're not happy to, to continue the way we are. But what that's done is really made the change that we needed we so desperately needed and I think it's started that trajectory for us in the UK so um and tell me if I'm kind of going off piece here but I think to answer your question you know are we seeing that change in the UK absolutely and I think the impetus is on us to continue driving and pushing and, and moving forward with that agenda like there's one thing that pops into my mind now I remember last year it, Black History Month it was just yeah Black History Month. The Black people celebrate Black History Month. But otherwise, it's, it doesn't mean anything to anyone else. It's not important to anyone else. And I remember one of the conversations we have, you know, like we've got Pride in June, July, or June, July, earlier on in the year. And I remember like all the companies would like 
changed the logos to like the rainbow, colourful, pride symbolism. And people were complaining last year, going, well, where's that same energy? You know, what's going on with Black History Month? Why don't we have that same energy? Oh, my God. And this year, everybody, like, it was insane. Like, I just, I, I would look left, Sainsbury's, I've changed their logo, I get an email, Gap have told me that they're selling special Black History Month t-shirts. And so many people made that effort. And I just remember reflecting and thinking, gosh, yeah, last year we didn't have any of this. And now look at where we are. And for a number of reasons that's happened. But absolutely now we've got it. It's like we've got to put on the, the ladder. We have to keep pushing. We cannot say, well, it's not our job to do it. We, we have to. We want that change. We need that change. We have to continue to drive it. We have to drag our allies along you know, pull them and rally them up and, and make sure we come together and we, we empower them as well to, to be allies and to speak on our behalf and to really push the agenda forward where there are environments where we can't do it ourselves, but we have to just keep pushing it forward. And I think, I, I do think that we're on the cusp of like a really new wave and a new era of, of celebrating Black culture, of celebrating and, and really embracing, you know, the the black community in a positive um in a positive way so i'm hopeful i'm really hopeful certainly for like us for our generation for the generation to come mm-hmm. i am really hopeful i totally agree and i think you've hit the nail on the head there especially with the allies because i think especially with the page that we have where we we're putting different businesses out there i have mm. get messages from a plethora of different nationalities and colors and one of the one of my, it was actually one of my friends from uni that had said I never realised that you didn't have these. And it's things like the, the Colour Celebrations cast. I never realised you never had these. And, wow. you know, dolls that, you know, so I remember there was, I can't remember the brand, but the dolls that had Kente cloth on. I think they were from Nana dolls. And she mm. said, I completely didn't even, it didn't even come under my radar that like when you would go to Toys R Us when you were younger, you never had dolls that looked like you. I mean, yeah. wear a bit dark, yeah. straight hair. So you would always have something you were thinking, that's not right. So this element for me of the change, it's like you say, Black History Month's amazing. And I love that. But I also think that the allies are starting to, to realise, actually, this is so European. Everything in, is in European eyes. And mm. the fact that the representation does matter and there are so many different varieties of products out there that are coming out from black owned businesses because it's mm. not it's not just to give them a, a fraction of the sector it's because it's needed yeah because mm. press and there's not been a mark there's not been money or backing or anything for these for this gen for this demographic to actually create this so they have a reflection of themselves in, in society mm. that for me is a change that i've not felt as much as this year and it, perhaps it's just yeah. i've got the element the eyesight of afro leads perhaps but i've never had so much feedback from people who are not black saying, wow, I didn't realize you didn't have this. And for the, my, my wow moments have been like every single week, I think. But, but there was there was certainly a lot of comments about these color celebrations, like, geez, I can't believe this is a mainstream, I can't believe, <laughs> you know, that this is the, the, the main, you know, source of, you know, landmarking or milestoning of your children. I thought, mm. when you put it like that, that is actually mental, that is crazy. It is, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it is crazy, it really is, but I think, I don't know, you know, I just think um, that it's crazy, but it is what it is right now, mm-hmm. and rather than us, 
you know, crying about it or being like, oh, you know, it's really bad. It's just do something about it. Like, you know, the more people we can rally up to understand that there is a gap and not just about master and cards, whatever it is, the more people we can get to sit up and pay attention and realize that there is a gap in this area. We need more representation in that area and we actually do stuff about it, the better. Yeah. That's like where I'm at now. It's like, yeah, I'm done with like moaning about it. Okay. Right. We need to do something about it. Let's move. We move, we make change. You understand? So, and that's what you do with your brand. And it's mm. not just with the card recently on social media, seen that you encourage other ladies to like take over the platform, to share their stories, to increase the narrative, and just to increase awareness about it. And I think it's lovely that the next generation are going to grow up expecting to have the representation yes. in all walks of life. And that's how it should be. And in like, a major player in, in making that possible and that you know please do continue with what you're doing and I just love your partnerships as well with loads of different companies that are relevant to because you know a lot of it is geared towards like babies and babies yeah children, children yeah but, family lifestyle yeah definitely you, you're, you're you're getting the attention of mainstream companies and they might make them think about is your offering truly universal and yeah. inclusive yeah. and yeah so I think that's that's absolutely marvelous to to see and you know I, I'm, I'm amazed because you know you, you started in this the inception was in your maternity leave so it's not like you're just like on holiday <laughs> you're you know, very very oh, busy God, and, yeah, and very you, busy <laughs> carry on and it, it's, it's growing and, and and developing and changing and it's just awesome and and also you're kind of as Steph already said in the instruction you're head of change managed services so it's so much to to kind of fit in how do you fit it in there's a lot of it's a color celebration stuff outside of when you when you are work is outside of your nine to five or yeah so I mean it really does take two things it takes a lot of really good planning mm-hmm. to be really organized um actually it's three things so good planning fantastic partnership mm-hmm. and sacrifice so good planning for me is really just understanding what needs to be done and when I'm going to be able to do it and that I mean to be honest like I know for example so when I'm at work I'm on maternity leave now so I'm a bit more flexible but when I'm at work I know that in the morning I need to get my son well it was just my son then so now it'll be my son and my daughter ready for nursery and I'll get them to nursery and I guess now things have changed but previously I would use like my commute to work and my lunch break and then my commute from work maybe to pick up my son to do color celebration stuff so one break might be instagram the second break might be uh orders or admin and then the third break might be phone calls for example and then in the evening once i get back sort my kids out really spend some time with my husband and then continue working so that's the planning bit um the partnership is really with my husband primarily. Like it doesn't work really if we don't, if we're not aligned, if we're not like equally yoked and in agreement that this is a, a sacrifice that I want to make and this is what I need to do to, in order to, to get there. So, you know, it doesn't work if he isn't helping. For example, this evening <laughs> we're recording this podcast, but because I'd let him know, right, I've got to, I've got to be ready at half past. Um, so we got together and we made sure that the kids are like fed well actually I said we he made sure the kids were fed bathed and in bed 
So it was not going to be an issue. And I definitely couldn't do this without his support, without his partnership. You know, it's it's so important. And I think for anyone who is starting up a business and really doing it like at grassroots level, you know, getting stuck in, you need to have your, your partner or your family, your friends, whoever it is that's part of your major support system. You really need to have them invested and supporting you in any way, shape or form that they can. And the last thing, like I said, was sacrifice. Now, for me, that's sleep. I like to sleep, but I know that if I need to get all this stuff I've got done, I've, you know, I've got all these ideas and I want to do this. And all, but I know that if I want to execute these ideas to the detail and the degree that I've thought about them, it takes time and some things take longer than others. And so sacrifice for me is like sleep. Mm. Um, sacrifice for me as well certainly like in you know these at uh, the initial stages was a lot of my own resources time money you know I wouldn't necessarily be able to like go to do everything that I wanted to do if I've got well again COVID is, is not allowed us to do that but you know I had used to do a lot of like pop-ups and exhibitions um, and it would sometimes conflict with like some really important things that I'd love to attend or maybe catching up with friends and I had to make that decision you know to sacrifice that um, and but, but that's how I'm able to make it work and I know it's a season I know it's not forever I know it's really difficult it really is quite difficult especially when you know you're giving up some of the stuff that you really want to do or to to be or to you know you're giving up stuff you want to buy but when I look at the bigger picture where I'm trying to get to with the the, the business and you know really just I guess doubling down and going back to that mission statement like what am I trying to achieve when I review it in that within that context then it just it it becomes so much more compelling it's like a no-brainer and I just keep going but that's really I mean those three things that's kind of like how I make it work otherwise it doesn't work <laughs> so yeah. well your pop-ups because I know you've got stockists in Nigeria haven't you so would some of them do have been over there as well as in the yeah yeah yes oh, so we we were planning to do some stuff in the summer um so again all of this has been planned well in advance unfortunately COVID and so yeah no traveling I mean even in Nigeria itself you know things were on lockdown so yeah and, and a lot of the exhibitions a lot of the events that I was planning to attend this year a lot of the face-to-face partnerships and whatnot they have all been postponed or cancelled which is really unfortunate but again 2020 the year of the unexpected you pivot and you figure out okay what what can I do to like make this still work and to still make this relevant and and still provide like a solution to a problem that people have you know and one thing was actually one thing that's actually worked really well is the gift wrapping service just skyrocketed it was like okay well you can't see me baby you can't go and give your gifts Mm. what can you do if you've got a new baby and you want to give them a gift send them also and get them gift wrapped and get them sent directly to the person the recipient will get it just as if you were giving it to them directly and that just really shot off and it's actually now allowed me to start really doing some more product development and hopefully get some new products out um, in the very near future oh, so I think yeah, yeah. For those yeah. For sure. would you um yes. say uh, my eyes in terms of the black community are always on the UK we're obviously our mission is like UK black Britain and culture but I don't know very much about the American market do you get quite a lot of requests like internationally or are you mainly UK I do I do so I was focused mainly on the UK you know like you said I'm based here I'm familiar with what we do here 
and all that good stuff but I do get a lot of interest from North America so just today actually I had some orders shipped to Canada and the USA and it's interesting I had a discussion a few weeks ago with a potential partner slash stockist in the States and she basically reiterated that there is nothing like that there which to me is crazy because I almost look at the States as the benchmark for pushing diversity and and all of that stuff but what that tells me is that there is still more that we need to do and for me as a business that's like a really massive market that I just need to gear up and get ready to try and tackle because again like I said it's not about the money it's actually about just making sure that these kids feel represented like my big thing is you know with the cards you take the picture with any milestone set of cards uh, you take a picture from the day the child is born yeah and what you're actually doing is you're affirming the child and you're telling the child that you know they were cared about from the moment they're born so as parents to black children to mixed race children to babies of color it's our responsibility to affirm those children and make sure that we tell them by taking these photos in years to come and they look back on them that we love them and we love the skin they were born into from the day they're born so if i've got an opportunity to do that in america I'm going to do that because there are all these American babies who currently are being born and taking pictures and making history and making memories that aren't 100% reflective of their parents' wishes and desires and hopes and and dreams for their kids. So I've got more work to do. I need to, you know, to get on it. But yeah, I mean, America is a huge market. I definitely want to, I just need to, it's time, time. Where is it time? I don't have time. I need to find more time. But yeah, you know, I really want to, I definitely want to tap into the US market. There's huge opportunity there. And and I do get, it's crazy. People are happy to pay like, you know, almost half the price of the actual product itself just to get it shipped to the States. But it's because there's nothing there at the moment that is is really, you know. And then it's crazy, yeah. Like other countries within the African continent as well like you know I'm sure there's going to be just yeah rolled out across the the world because also it's not as we've been talking about allyship as well so now opening the eyes to other people that to be intentional and thoughtful about the gifts you're giving to Mm -hmm. absolutely and it's so lovely absolutely you're providing this much needed solution um yeah solution to the previous lack so yeah, oh wow, well, look how, and I think anyone who's got like the cards is just so unique and original, there's such great quality in the box that come in and everything and, the, and illustrations are really in, just so lovely and vibrant and yeah, mm. I'm sure people who have them must be like waiting for the next milestone yeah. to, to come well, so you can use the next one. <laughs> yeah. It's that, but that again, I think, from a perspective of somebody, obviously, I don't have children at the moment, but when I do have kids, it's, it's just exciting that I'm not going without. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, you don't Absolutely. know what you, you're missing out on till, till you actually get it, don't you? So it is, it's buzz, I'm buzzing, right? I keep saying to Julie, when I have kids, that's the one of the first presents that's going to be on my list, <laughs> for sure. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> have you been an entrepreneur before this venture? And if not, did you um, start becoming an entrepreneur? Is it just all a happy kind of set of circumstances? So, so I, I, I've always had like 
dabble with entrepreneurship so I've always like done bits and bobs so uh, but not formally so what have I I've done, I mean I've done lots of things and I've like sold bits and bobs like before colour celebrations I had a jewellery line and that did actually quite well like it, you know really beautiful pieces very unique very luxury items of jewellery and I did that but nothing ever formally you know I didn't do anything Certainly not to the, at the scale that I'm doing it with colour celebrations, but I've always, you know, just done bits and bobs here and there, started like little initiatives with friends and things like that. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Like my mum's an entrepreneur and I've got other family members who have, you know, started their own businesses and things like that. So it's something that I've been around and aware of, but something that definitely spurred my journey and my entrepreneurship journey with colour celebrations was being surrounded by other women who were doing similar things mm-hmm. you know we talked earlier on about ideas being born out of need mm-hmm. and I think when you become a parent you realize how much you need to like get through <laughs> raising these kids and so you know when I, I was quite fortunate I became a parent in 2017 with a number of my friends I think that year there was like 20 21 of us that had kids like our you know became parents we've had our first children in the same year and out of that group a really good fat strong chunky juicy group of you know a number of those women also identified different areas different things different needs that we were just lacking and they all started businesses around about the same time mm-hmm. and so whilst I've had like dabbles and I had like little experiences here and there with business it was never going to be as amazing and as focused and as driven as it is now because I didn't have like the support system then that I have now the women that I'm talking about that also started businesses are doing incredible things like there are so many of them who are just absolutely trailblazing and providing services or products that we didn't realize we needed and in doing so they're inspiring me they're inspiring so many others but most importantly they're providing those services and those products that we so desperately needed so I think that I mean that's definitely helped my journey and I also would say actually for anyone who's starting just finding like a what would I call it, like a, an incubator group or just like a little a group of like trusted support, maybe like your own little support network. I think that's, it's such a, it's so profound and it actually can become a bit of a game changer really because I know, like I said, from my experience, it's taken me from, well, you know, just doing bits and bobs to like really wanting to crush it and really wanting to do and be my very best with colour celebration, so... Yeah, I think that's been a really positive for me, definitely. That's really inspiring. So you know that we're obviously big fans of yourself, but obviously speaking to you and finding out like your network and your support system and there's no surprises to why you're, you're so successful. You know, you've, you're obviously super intelligent and you've got this background in one of the big four, which is incredible. But knowing that you're, even in your personal and your other sort of personal businesses as well, that, that, that element is sort of sewn and so seamless within your sort of DNA. It's, it's so lovely. So as a cheeky question, what would you say your top three secrets of success would be? Uh, to somebody who's a secret fan here. <laughs> okay, top three secrets of success. I think... Number one is 
just go for it. I always say this one actually, because I think if you don't, you've got an idea, right? Ladies, if you don't go for it the same way, like you, with Afro leads, you were like, oh, this would be really good. If it just became, if it just remained rather like this sketch in your notebook, there's no success to talk of because it's only ever going to be this idea on paper. So the first piece of advice, I guess, or like tip would be just go for it. Like whatever it is, just try it because you won't know if it's going to be successful or not if you don't try it. That would be number one. Number two, I think, is never believe that you've got it. Like you you know it all. Always look for how you can be better, do better, learn more, um, improve your skills. And I took that one actually from my girlfriends, from my mompreneur so to speak friends because on my own you know I had an idea like I said I, I launched the business originally it was originally called baby of color milestones mouthful but I did it on my own and then I went to like a number of um, accelerator courses and different small business club and then eventually like you know really just got stuck in with with my mompreneur friends and when I heard about what they were doing and how they were improving I was like damn I am like there's so much more I can be doing there's so much more I can be learning and I think that's definitely been tantamount to some of the success I've, I've had because they then inspire me and encourage me to do better like I didn't sit on my laurels and think oh you know color celebrations is like kind of cool and I'm just gonna do me I'm not listening to what they're saying I'm like hey girl like you did that over there how can I do that like I don't know how to do it help me so really just you know never sitting on your laurels, never thinking you've got it, always seeking to learn more, to do more, to be more, to learn and take from others, be humble, you know, take that advice. Um, That'd be number two. And the third piece of advice would be to invest in yourself. That manifests itself in a number of ways, especially when you're starting a business. If you're doing it alone, it can take its toll. It's can cause burnout you get fatigue you get like despondent you doubt yourself so invest in yourself take the time required to really make sure that you're always operating from your best possible position so if it means taking time out occasionally to rest to you know get some R&R do that if it means spending time with people that inspire you like I mentioned before with point two that really help you to you know think strategically or who always are great people to like vibe off and get good advice from do that if it means looking at your children for me like my kids are my inspiration and they inspire not just the product but also the brand also the lifestyle like color celebrations isn't just about providing luxury gifting items for black and mixed race babies it's about just it's like a support system it's like a community sport you know I'm here to like talk to you about stuff that I experienced as a mom as a black mom but also like any mom will experience and and I get a lot of that information and 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 inspiration from my kids so I spend a lot of time with my children when I'm feeling a bit like over there like all getting a bit like a, a bit of a mental block because they will always like reinvigorate me. They'll always like get those creative juices flowing. So, you know, investing in yourself, making sure you're, you're your best self, you're operating from the best position possible, I think will always ensure that you're able to generate good ideas. You're able to think clearly. You're able to make the right decisions. You're able to pick yourself up when you make a wrong decision. And I think that makes for an enjoyable entrepreneurial journey 
And if you enjoy it, if it's not a job, if it's something you're very passionate about and you enjoy, I think that really does lead to success. It certainly has in my case. I'm, I'm saying this like I'm like some big shot. I'm not, but <laughs> but um, certainly, you know, with the experiences that I've had, like I think those three things have helped, you know, take the business forward and really, you know, propel colour celebrations from where it was to where it currently is now and hopefully where we're going to go in the future. Amazing. Thank oh, you so yeah. much, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. Jotting all of those points <laughs> down. <laughs> well, fantastic. I love it. Thank you. So on to another uh, kind of big question, the, the melanin magic question. Um, yeah. is, what are your hopes and dreams of Black British culture in the next five to ten years? And how do you have any insights on how we're going to get there? Okay, so uh, my hopes and dreams for Black British culture is in you know for the future is for us to be able to operate and be our very best authentic selves wherever we are mm -hmm. um you know th there's that term um code switching like when you're at work or if you're in an environment where you're not part of the majority or there's a, a, a popular culture that is not um, natural to you and we tend to code switch and stuff like that and my hope and, and and prayers really for not just our generation I think the future generation is that we can operate in any space without having to code switch we can operate and be and dwell and succeed and thrive in any space being our very authentic self and actually our authenticity aids our success in order for that to happen in order for us to achieve that I think it's doing a lot more of what we're doing now stressing the importance of our black british culture our black british views our black british experience and really i think illustrating the benefits of that illustrating why it's so important actually i just finished reading this book by candice brathwaite i'm not your baby mama and a lot of people talked about the book and i was like oh, yeah whatever but i literally like <laughs> swallowed that book whole <laughs> and and the reason i really enjoyed it was because she gave such a such an open raw view of her motherhood experience her black experience her her experience raising black kids you know being with a black guy and and i think it was a perspective that is so refreshing and that not many people will see she was her authentic self but in, in doing so she's now opened the doors for many other people white black anything to be their authentic self and to show that actually understanding this perspective will mean that we don't prejudice people in this way or we don't shut the door on this type of demographic and I think we just have to keep doing more of that we have to keep telling our stories we have to keep being ourselves we have to keep supporting one another we have to keep encouraging our allies I am of the strong firm mindset that we can't shut the door on our allies we have to empower them we have to support them we don't have to teach them i get that but where they are saying they want to support us we have to make sure we make it compelling and we help them help us do you understand and and i think you know and i, I already think that we've, we've we're shifting from doing everything america does because america is like the populous um culture that we tend to like try and subscribe to or try and mirror but i think we're already making really great strides in stepping away from like the us's shadow 
and talking about our black British experiences for what they are, for what is relevant to us in the UK. And I think it's just more of the same, you know, how we get there is, is keep focusing on the black British experience. We're not taking anything away from any other experience, but whilst we're in the UK and we're black, we're focusing on the black British experience. Um, I love how we're celebrating our black British heroes. My husband, where he works, they had an incredible series of events and talks with some fantastic, you know, black British heroes within where he works, but also they've got like external people as well. And it's something that's so impactful that they're going to be continuing it like on an ongoing basis. It's not just, you know, stuck to, to Black History Month. And again, because it was so compelling and it was, the platform was used so beautifully to illustrate just black British goodness, Everyone's like, right, I want to know more about that. It's, I can't just wait till next October to find out more. Like, I need to know more now. So if we just keep doing what we're doing, we keep talking, we keep sharing, we keep encouraging our allies, we keep welcoming them, we keep... I honestly think it's, it's important for us to make it, like, accessible. We need to make it accessible for for our allies to genuinely be invested and to not feel too scared yeah yeah to want to be involved that's my perspective anyway but yeah you know all of those things if we keep doing that I think we'll get there I mean I think about what where we were this time last year you know I used that Sainsbury's and Gap example earlier on I was one of those people that was complaining where's the same energy where's that energy and Girl, like Sainsbury's and Tesco and Gap this year, they were showing me that energy. They were telling me, they were, they were emailing me and showing me like, mm, we heard you last year and we're here. And I can only imagine what the next year will look like, you know, and, and the years after that. And by the time my kids are like adults and they're having their children, what's that going to look like? So I'm really excited. I think, I don't even want to put like box, you know, put a time frame box around it. But I think we're making those changes. And if we just, like I said, if all those things I've described, if we keep doing them in the way we're doing it now, I think it will be, it will be a really positive space that we're moving into. I love that. Yeah. Hopeful, inclusive, lots of actions. I like the fact there's no time frames on it because it is, it's changed. It can be slow in some areas, but really quick in some other areas. So yeah, as long as it's, I guess, changing the, the right direction yeah. and absolutely the current momentum that we have. And yeah. And yeah. And I love that inclusivity. It's not the responsibility is for all of society. It's not just for us or for allies. It's for everybody to, and because it will benefit everybody. Definitely. It will. It, it really will. Yeah. It really will. It really will. It absolutely will. Mm. Love it. Mm. Okay, so it's coming to, towards the end of the podcast on Devo, but I've learned so much. <laughs> I'm literally going to play it back and it could be my motivation most more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how can listeners get in touch with you? Obviously website, handles, etc. for social media. Yeah, please tell us all. Of course, yes. So anyone that would like to get in touch, you can visit us at www.com colorcelebrations.com that's the website um i'm also very very active on instagram at color celebrations that's where you'll get like all the fun and the color and just a real vibe and a real feeling for like what we're about it's very colorful very noisy very bright very bold and proud and if you want to drop me an email as well hello at colorcelebrations.com i'm always happy to talk um, and engage with anyone really so yeah get in touch 
Thank you. Thank you so much. So that's all from us today. Thank you so much, Deborah, for joining us. And it's really been a pleasure. We've learned a lot from you and I'm sure our listeners have as well. And to our listeners, join us again next time. <laughs>